0: Welcome everybody to episode number 23 of the battered morning's fans podcast i am one of your battered fans in granada and alongside me as always is mr and griffin how you doing sir
1: oh man uh brought down to earth a little bit today but bit that, i'm doing fantastic how about you my man
0: it would have definitely been a good week right
1: hell yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. i mean last week we came on here and i mean cali and i were both basically saying it's over i i had no hope Uh, and uh things have taken an uptick since then luckily and it kind of brought us back to life uh i mean obviously today recording after that that domination i don't even know if we want to talk about today it was basically a two-hitter it was it was pretty bad but Uh, before today (laughs) the the last week has been pretty awesome yeah Uh, so you you rocking jumbo shrimp on your head
1: yeah i um, forget who was in the chat i think it was all fans or something like that he uh he had mentioned he was from the Jacksonville area, so I said, "All right, I'll throw on the Jumbo Shrimp hat." And then, if you follow me on Twitter, you notice the Jumbo Shrimp dropped this fire new hat called uh, "Prawn of the Dead." That uh, you should get on there and order.
0: And I saw, I saw uh, Jumbo Shrimp Twitter page also liked it because they saw that you were promoting yeah. them also. Well, yeah, you know, it glows I'm in the fin- dark. I know, I saw. It's pretty <laughs> badass. And you know, I've been on the Eggerenturia train for a while, trying to find the jersey. So, since I haven't been able to find the jersey, I decided to make myself a shirt.
1: Oh! We'll
0: never forget your first. That's that. I love that. About. So, I mean, I, I, look, I needed to get Eggerenturia somewhere on my gear, so I got that. Yeah. So Batterfans.com. If you, if you, if you're also an Eggerenturia inter- fan or a '97 Mornings fan, I got
1: heads there right now. So, uh,
0: two awesome series. Uh, I predicted four and two. I think you might have predicted four and two also.
1: I think I went with four and two.
0: So, but and it ended up being even better than we thought. Ended up going five and one. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I threw out there that we'd win that Dodgers series at home because of Sandy. Yep. Yeah. I look, I, I don't know what the hell happened that we we swept the Nats four games, went ahead, yeah. beat the Dodgers those first two. I mean, it was I couldn't have scripted it any better. I mean, obviously, maybe today yeah. it could have been a little better, wow. but it's, it was awesome. Awesome. So, what did you take away from the Nat series?
1: Oh, man. The Nat series, I just felt like everything kind of clicked. You know, we got some good pitching. I mean, score lines kind of don't show that, but we got some good pitching. The bats backed up our, our pitchers, and, you know, that that's what we needed to do, right? Like, I, I talked, we talked about last week, like, we had to beat the Nats. We had to at least take three out of the four and we swept them, which is great. But, you know, that's what we had to do to show that we're going to stay in this race to the end. And, you know, we're sitting here now in, in possession of a wild card spot. And, you know, last week, I was like – I I remember distinctly like I'm like this much hope. That's all that's left. And now forget about it. I got enough hope to get me through the rest of the season now after that week.
0: <laughs> well, after Monday's day off, we got 16 ga- days, just game days straight without any days off. So I feel like that's like going to be the, the make or break run mm-hmm. right there. And, I mean, we started pretty well. Yeah. Two out of three against the Dodgers. Uh, going back to that Nat series, we had Yuri Perez pitch that first game, Cueto the second, and Sandy the third. We mm-hmm. played well. Uh, Sandy though, yeah. Ow. I feel like that was like before today's loss. Obviously, that was the damper, right? You hear Sandy's yeah. out on the IR and Solar also. It's like, man, why can't we have mm-hmm. nice things? Things are finally clicking, and all of a sudden <laughs> we get we get those that, that news. What did you think when you got that Sandy news?
1: Uh, As soon as I got it, I text you guys and I I said, Jesus Christ, he's on the 15 day IL," And and I I just I couldn't believe it. Um, You know, at that time, I was like, man, you know, that's it. We're done. The hope's gone. We just swept the Nats for nothing. And then, you know, you step back and you look at it. And what have we been saying all years? Like, you know, Sandy's not the Sandy of last year. You know, statistically, Brax and Lazardo have been better pitchers. Um, I feel real bad for Sandy. Uh, sees mentions there, you know, you could tell in the interview he did yesterday after they put him on the IL that he was heartbroken. Like, he okay. wants to be in for this run, but um, who knows? I-, I know it's a 15-day IL, but who knows with that type of injury – um, I would guess we probably don't see him unless we make the playoffs, um, which is, you know, sad. But at the same time, it's not like we're losing our best. We're losing our most talented pitcher, but we're not losing our best pitcher. At least right. not this season. Still hope. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, um, Edward Cabrera did uh, did all right uh, last night. He did pretty good in his appearance. Um, you know, I know we brought up Smeltzer, who, you know, I know Cali has mentioned multiple times, let's shoot him to the moon. But the dude threw a no-hitter last week or week before in Jacksonville. So um, hopefully he comes on. And, and Quaid to look good against the Nats. So if we can just keep those guys and keep Ryan Brax and, and Lizardo, um I think we can do it. Uh, I think we have the arms there and, you know, throwing a couple bullpen days and we might be all right, but um, never good to lose Sandy. But, uh, you know, if we were going to lose him, it's a season. Ironically, our best season is the season. We probably can afford to lose him for a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, if that makes sense to lose your ace, you know.
0: Are you surprised that we still see Yuri out there?
1: At this point? No, Um I think we have to go for it this year, right? Like, if we shut Yuri down at this point, especially with Sandy gone now, uh, that's just saying like we're giving up. I think so. I think uh, Kim and Bruce and and everybody's saying we got to go for it, so they're going for it, and I love it. Keep the kid up.
0: <laughs> Yuri's given up thirteen home runs at least in his first seventy-seven innings. Like he's given yeah. up a, a home run a game basically. Like, yeah, uh, he's he he hasn't been as dominant as the first time he came up uh yeah. but he he still I, I honestly didn't think we were going to see him for this much longer especially when i thought that the season was over obviously yeah uh, now that the, the game's and sandy's down like you're right maybe he he have no hope but to play him but i was honestly surprised that he's still going now and that it's september
1: yeah i mean i think things might be different you know if if uh Trevor Rogers didn't go down earlier this season or if he was close to coming back, um maybe you plug Rogers in and you you shut Yuri down. But at this point, I think it's give him four or five innings a game and you know keep him on an innings limit, but don't uh don't shut him down. Um I don't I don't think so, but you know, what do I know?
0: His <laughs> uh, historian, what you doing on the chat, historian? We're waiting for you. All right, um, <laughs> So that first jury game against the Nets, Tanner Scott gave up the save opportunity, gave up the lead. Yeah. It was the ninth or the 10th inning. Tanner Scott is now the closer. Oh, yeah. Do you feel comfortable with Tanner Scott? Because it's still hit or miss with him.
1: Um, I think Tanner Scott has been more consistent than what we've got in the bullpen. Um, I don't think... I don't think he's a long-term solution at the closer role. I like him more as a setup guy. I think that's kind of where he flourished for us and where he put up his best numbers. Um, you know, Puck, I love Puck to death, but you can't you can't rely on him every game. So I think for now, like the rest of the season, yeah, it's Tanner Scott. Um, it's definitely not Robertson. You know, no. I'll say it again, like I say every week. Like, you called that one the second no. we text about that trade.
0: Yeah, that that, that, that was rough. And yeah. unfortunately, what well, we thought we had in puck at the beginning of the season, you really can't trust puck anymore either. I mean, moving over to that Dodger series, that first game against Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Rosado pitched well. Yeah. He, was, he had only thrown 90 pitches, and then they mm-hmm. pull him. And it's like, but he's playing well. Why are you pulling him? And they pull him, and they put Puck in instead. And Puck Puck immediately gives up a home run. I think he might have given up the lead at that point.
1: Um, yeah, I don't remember if he gave up the lead, but I, I definitely remember uh, he definitely gave up the home run. But part of the thing with Lazardo too is like we're talking like Yuri, right? Um, we're looking at the innings pitched, so he's at one hundred and fifty five innings pitched so far this year. Last year was his highest total since. Of his career, which yep. is was a hundred, and the year before is fifty seven innings pitched. So this year he's Sometimes. almost thrown. Yeah, Puck stresses me out when he doesn't get enough rest in between calls. That's when he stresses me out. But, um, you know he's already like almost pitched more innings this year than he did in the last two combined. So you know I'm okay with him pulling him at ninety. Um, I think that's kind of what we see a lot of starters get pulled at nowadays. It, it's not like, you know, when Greg Maddox would take the ball and go 130 pitches or, you know, we don't see that anymore, right? right. So I'm okay with that. Um, I think pulling him and Brax, Brax is probably going to start getting the same treatment too because he's in the same position.
0: Uh, so game four, the Clayton Kershaw, great win. Even the puck gave up to the lead. We still managed to win that game. And then you go over to uh, Wednesday's game. Yeah, it's a bullpen game. Yep. And you're rolling the first three innings. Everything was good. And then what mm-hmm. happens? Tell me what happens, Brian. In the fourth Ooh. inning, who comes in? Your My boy, boy Puck. Your boy Puck comes in and, and, and completely. <laughs> there goes the bullpen game. He gives up another home. like, man. And, uh, I, and I really wanted to root for this guy. I, I really thought yeah. that he was gonna be the guy. But man, yeah, he's he's had a rough go. And like you said, no rest in between. Pitched on, on Tuesday, pitched on Wednesday. Bad result both times. Yeah. And obviously the, the Marlins came alive in the fifth inning. They put up like eight, nine runs in that fifth inning. But um but yeah. Wendell, but,
1: my goat. Oh my god. Cease. Yeah, that's your goat now? <laughs> oh, oh oh oh. No, yeah, Cease is no. saying, not me. Yeah. How about to say Listen, that is not your goat. The guy makes one hit, and he's your goat. Put that goat out to pasture,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, he had two, he had two on that, in that game.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs>
0: but yeah, so so Puck, yeah, the puck, uh, definitely uh, a downer over the last week. If oh, I had to say, big you time know, stars of the week, and and you know, I was gonna say goats, but goats is taken a completely different meaning now. But yeah, you know, players that are disappointed over the last week, Puck disappointed. But yeah, if you had to tell me who do you think stood out the most this week, who do you who was who would be.
1: Who would be that player? Ooh, um, you know I gotta. It, it's probably a three-way tie, man. Okay. Um, I think Jazz big time has stepped yes. up this week. Uh, Bell, hundred percent has stepped up, and, and um, yeah, my boy Berger, mm-hmm. that that dude, him and Bell, like those two just seem so happy together. I never see those two smile so much as like when they're together. So. Those guys gotta stay together. But yes, he's Jazz is a hundred percent stepping up. He's got the swagger going, like he's added a little bit of change to his home run celebration. Like, like this is the jazz we need to to get us into the playoffs. And, you know, um like we just needed people to step up, especially after the the news this week that we'll probably be without Sandy and Soler uh for the run in, like it's good to see these guys step up. Um, yeah, if, if Wendell, I, I don't think he can sustain it, but if he can no. kind of have a couple good, more good games in a row, that might help, but, <laughs> but yeah.
0: yeah. I, I agree. Now, with everything that's happened over the last week, obviously, 72-68, we were kind of flirting with going under. I, I thought there was a chance that we'd go like a couple games on the 500. We're now four yeah. games over 500 we are in that third slot for the West for the wild card. How are you feeling about our playoff chances as of right now?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Um, you know, my, I, I hear, am I going to sit here? You know, last week I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't see a play, a path to the playoffs. Um, so I see the path now. Um, it's there. It's there for us to take. And and like you, you said it earlier, um, we don't have another day off until the 21st. So we've got two more weeks. we got to play two weeks in a row. So, you know, we're, we're going to know where we stand by then, obviously, because the season's winding down. But this is the time to get hot because, you know, while it's not not great to have no off days, right, when you keep playing consistently in a row, you can keep a good rhythm going. And so we took two out of three from the Dodgers. Like that's ridiculous. I I didn't have that on my bingo card. I, mean, I thought I, we'd take three and and one. They might the be a little
0: distracted season. right now with all those domestic violence things that they got going on over there. And I, they could
1: be. Um, they, they,
0: they they might be a little distracted, but I don't care what it is. You
1: still I don't beat think them. So I think after today's result, like I think we were probably getting. For maybe their the B game, but right. we were getting the Dodgers. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, you know, they were missing a bunch of pieces. Like, you know, they, they're going through what they're going through, but, you know. Um, All right. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. The, my man.
2: The first link didn't come through. So now they went through my Gmail. So thank you.
1: There we and, go. And
2: uh, what's up? I raced across town just to be on your guys' show because this is one of the best uh, Marlins podcasts out there. Oh, we, like appreciate you guys we appreciate that. We appreciate it, man. And uh, it's, a, it's, man, hard follow-up with the guests you guys have had lately. Sheesh, man. <laughs> you guys <laughs> have Craig Mesh on the show, and now it's, oof, man. The pimp himself. Hard... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some superstars.
0: Yeah, so uh, a couple of things that we covered that maybe we want to get your opinion on. First, Tanner Scott, officially our closer, it seems. How are you feeling about Tanner Scott? Because he gave up the lead in the, was it the LA game? The first LA game against uh No, it wasn't the first LA game. He gave up the lead in that was... your first Jury game, the first Nationals game. He gave up yeah. the, the lead. I don't feel confident having him up there. But then again, to Brandon's point, he doesn't feel comfortable with anybody going up there. How are you feeling about the closing situation?
2: Closer by committee. Ride the hot hand. Whoever's hot at the right time. You know, <laughs> uh, anybody watched the Florida Panthers... This past season, Alex Lyon right. carried them into the playoffs, and then he was not great those first few games against Boston, and boom, Sergey Bobrovsky's back in, and you ride that guy. So, so. uh, yeah, all the way. So right now, Scott, Puck, by some miracle, Robertson, if he ever no. got <laughs> hot for whatever. We remember. <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. Uh, no. You know, <clears> anybody <throat> else. Uh, George yeah. Soriano is he still on the you know just somebody somebody else uh, whoever is hot at the right time just pull them not like no hard feelings to anybody look this is just business we only have so few games to go and it's a very small margin of error with the way the wild card is right now to to get that final spot and nobody's consistent right now amongst those bottom teams Arizona, San Francisco, Cincinnati, the Marlins, they're all getting hot and cold in various times right now. Like Diamondbacks were recently very hot, suddenly cold. The Giants just got super cold. Uh, The Reds are kind of hanging in there right now, just kind of 5-5, and I think, in the last 10. And now the Marlins with the recent streak. And so, yeah, it's ride the hot hand at, at closer position
0: uh I, coming into this season i thought that the marlins were going to benefit from the fact that we didn't play our own division as much as we usually do now i i'm starting to think the other way around right because i'm glad that we didn't play the braves 18 times but the nationals 11 out of 12 i'm sorry 11 out of 13 it's the first time the nationals ever get swept at home in a season by a team the marlins beat them every single time they played in washington like I would have loved to play the Nationals another two series. I would have loved <laughs> to play the Mets another two series. Right? Like I, I'll, I'll, I would want it to was play the Braves two
1: more series. No,
0: so. no, maybe not the, the Bats, Braves, yeah. but but I, I really thought that we were gonna benefit from that. And I was like, man, looking at this division now, I kind of wish we would have had a couple more games against the Nationals or the Mets. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we, we got the Braves coming up. In, uh, I think it's next week at the next weekend, and yep. we got like we said, this is just the start of the 16 game stretch. So we have um. Philly coming up this weekend. Then we have Milwaukee, and then we got the Braves. At the end of this, 16 games. I mean, there's only one week left after that, I guess. But how are you feeling, Francisco, as far as – because I don't know if you listened to the show last week, but Callie and I basically threw in the towel. We said, it's over. (laughs) It's over. Play the kids because it's over. And obviously, they heard it, and they they it motivated them because something happened. And this team just completely turned around. How are you feeling about the chances of making the playoffs right now?
2: So it's, it's funny you asking me that because there are some similarities. Because it's, it's 20 years, it's a year that ends in three. Crazy wild card race right now. Same thing yeah. happened in 2003. And uh, I had posted on my Marlins History Twitter account a uh, pro versus con article between Dan Levitard and Greg Cody. And Dan Levitard erred on the side of the negative, like, oh, this Marlins team, they're not going to be able to make it. They've got these, the toughest strength of schedule to finish out the season. And then Greg Cody, who's typically a homer, if you've ever listened to their show and stuff like that, he was like, no, no, the Marlins, rah, rah, not calling them de- team of destiny. Eventually, they would be, but this team has the horses to, to, to take the wild card at the very least, right? And the Marlins right now are in that same sort of situation. We're coming up against the teams that if they want to do anything in the playoffs, they're going to have to take down. We've got the Phillies who I believe are just going to lock up that first wild card spot, the way they've been playing. And they, 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 they've been hot. They're, they're, you know, bell go dong, right? That's that's what they are. They're mashing home runs. You know, Kyle work can hit 198, but still hit 40, 40, 40 dingers. So like that's, and then you got the Braves who just own us. They, they do. But if the Marlins can show any sort of semblance of fight, they can take at least one game from them and have like right. a show me game. Yeah. And the and Brewers, it, we have not seen at all this right. season. It's, we have six games on the road at home against Milwaukee. So we don't really know how they stack up. We can compare them to other National League Central teams the Marlins have faced earlier in the season. They played the Reds. They they took uh, four of the six games against the Chicago Cubs, who were challenging for that division. So the Brewers, by the time the Marlins face them, might not even be leading the Central Division by that point. But they are currently right. They're, they're, they're just ahead of the uh, the Cubs by a game and a half. So we don't know how the Marlins stack up against Milwaukee, and the Marlins have done pretty well against those Central teams. So I I do have an air of optimism that they can hang with Milwaukee at the very least because they've hung with Cincinnati and Chicago and San Francisco and Arizona. Like the Marlins have hung around those teams. Philly. Well, last time we faced Philly was a while ago before the all-star break. So we don't know how exactly the, the Marlins were different then and the Phillies were different then. And now the Phillies are super hot. So That'll be an interesting series tomorrow. We'll see how the Marlins stack up against yeah. them. I would hope with the recent streak that there's a fire in the fish that they go into Philly, have some of that that spirit that they had in 2003 and take down the Phillies and be able to yeah. solidify that third wild card spot. Maybe even with some help can start challenging for the second spot because by the time they face Milwaukee, if they're – Going into Milwaukee, well, they might be challenging for the second one. So hopefully this is the start of – I don't know. The Rockies had Rocktober in 2007. I don't know what you would call this. Fishtober – or fish Timber. I'm not, I'm not even sure.
0: Well, uh, to, to brand this point real quick, he says we have seven games against Milwaukee. Next week in Milwaukee, we have a four-game series, and then we have three at home uh, the week after. So it's seven games against Milwaukee. And I think the difference between 2023 and 2003 is that if – Memory serves me correctly, they were going into that stretch healthy. The fact that Sandy's now Stay down for
2: my goal, yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. well, uh, the, our it, ace, yeah, the, the starting rotation yes, was right, exactly. Yeah, there
0: you go. Sa- Sandy's That's down, Lazardo. It seems like he's on a pitch count now because for them to take him out after 90 pitches, Brighton was telling me that it makes sense because you know he stretched out so many innings this year that they have to have a pitch count for him, which I guess yeah. makes sense technically. But he was balling that game 90 pitches, they pull him puck comes in and gives up the lead immediately so those are the type of things that i feel like uh, even though i i love the comparison for a second it got me kind of excited then i was like but wait like the pitching situation right now with sandy injured uh uh lizardo possibly on a pitch count yuri for sure on a pitch count cueto counting as our fourth and braxton has been our star but i don't know how long he can keep it up like unfortunately i want to believe But I mean, like, like, but then again, I gave up believing last week. I've been the most optimistic (laughs) person on this show all year. But last week, I gave up believing. Have you guys been
2: on Marlins Twitter? We believe, and then we're like, no, we're not making the playoffs after every loss. Like, it's, it's, it's. We're so (laughs) after every inning, after a (laughs) bad
1: (laughs) inning. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I just want to go back to the pitch count thing. thing, If we get to like, you know, that home Brewer series or the Mets series at home and we're still in control of that wild card, I would not be totally surprised to see the pitch counts kind of disappearing if we're, uh, you know, if they're rolling. I, I could see us giving it, pushing it a little bit. Instead of pulling a 90, pull a 100 or something. But, um, like, right now, I think we're, we're cautiously optimistic, and I think we're saying, okay, we don't need these guys to go to 100. But we got to save them for the end of the season. And these guys are going to start going deeper. I think Um, if we're still in it by the time we get to that Mets series, because that run in with the Mets twice and then Pittsburgh to round out the season, like that's very, those are very winnable series. Um, So how we get through this stretch that we're talking about with the Phillies Brewers and Braves is really going to determine what, what skip and the rest of them, front office is gonna say we're gonna do about the team. Um, you know, if we if we don't win another game, then you can, yeah, Yuri shut down, Lazardo shut down. But um if we're in it, those guys are gonna be giving it everything to make the postseason.
0: If we can go the next 16 games, right? And the next 16 games will be three games against Philly, four against Milwaukee, three against Atlanta at home three against the Mets at home, and then three against Milwaukee at home. If we can somehow split eight and eight there right, and end up 80 and 76 with mm-hmm. six games to go, I think the fact that we're playing, even though it's on the road, we're playing against the Mets, which suck, and then the Pirates, which aren't that good either, I think that that bodes well for us if we can just manage to stay 500 for the next 16 games. We have really tough schedule coming up. But if we can manage that eight and eight over the next sixteen games, we give ourselves one hell of a chance to win that wild card spot with those last six games. Because like I said, the Mets at that point they're playing their kids and half of them are mentally already in Cancun. And the same thing with the pirates. So I what we need is to stay afloat for the next sixteen games. Like that's the goal. Eight and eight. And obviously you want to do better than that, but at minimum, stay at five hundred, and I think we have a great shot at that point.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we come out at 500, I mean, I'm ready to say we make the playoffs at that point. Um, If we come out above that, we're going to have to get Callie and Spaz doing cartwheels or some shit on here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So um, uh, I was going to ask Francisco. Sorry, Francisco. um, As far as Sandy goes, Branton said he doesn't think that he sees Sandy again until the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. Do you think that more or less he's on point with that? Do you think that there's a chance we see Sandy that last week or two of the season to make that final push?
2: So I would just have to know, because I haven't followed the the severity of the injury. He, really it's, it's right now much. just still the 15-day IL at this point. So Yeah, which would put him... About... In
1: out until like at least I think the 19th yeah. or the 18th. But, yeah, around the 21st something like
2: yeah. that. Yeah, so, so, so he's, he's out until then. I would think that it would be incumbent upon whether they pull, pull off some sort of great stretch between then and now. It, it might be to the point where they might not want to risk it if they're unfortunately out of it, if they go into another bad skid then then it's like well what we don't want to hurt these guys and great season let's see what where we can finish at and then we we can see what we can do next season but if they they come out of that and they're like well maybe we can rest sandy going into that, the last final weeks of the season where they do have the mets and the pirates and and they can do the do the openers and have Braxton Garrett try and pull off some miracles and, and, you know, Jesus Lazardo maybe just becoming the second coming of Josh Beckett. Right. Like that, that could possibly have them. Maybe, I mean, it'd be amazing. It'd be like, um, was it, uh, was it well Clyde Frazier that came in for like the New York Knicks and like mysteriously like in the, in the NBA finals, just when he was injured or something like that, be, or, or Kirk Gibson just coming out and taking that, getting uh, yeah. that home run. you just see sandy coming out he's like he's starting the wild card game <laughs> like skip doesn't tell anybody oh you talking about that. Willis Reed okay okay uh, Willis, Willis Reed there we go there you go, there the you go. I was okay. trying to think of somebody so yeah. yeah yeah just like just sandy comes out he's starting game game three of the wild card round And the Marlins need to win that game I could see that I could see that if yeah. if the was bicep flexor thing injury is isn't as serious as as hopefully it isn't if they
0: don't make the playoffs, do you think this was uh, a failed season? No. Just given no. given where we were at the All-Star break, 14 games over 500. Mm. No, I mean, because I, everybody – I understand. Yeah, well, yeah. if I would have told you before the season started, 72 and 68 by September 7th, you're like, oh, we're good. If I tell you 72 and 68 back during the All-Star break, you're like, what the fuck happened? So, like
2: with all things considered do you think it's a failed season so I've been looking at the past Marlins teams so uh, because th- that's what I do right and historian <laughs> so the the last time the team won 70 plus games was back in 2017 now the the mo of the 2016 2017 teams that they or that Giancarlo era, let's just call it, was, all right, not good enough. 77 wins, I think twice, 79 wins was their max. And you always saw that they were entering September with like a winning record, like four or five, six games out of the wildcard spot. It's like, okay, maybe they could do something. And then they just petered out. And the Marlins haven't even been to this point in that long. Look at 2018, 2019, we'll, we can't really look at 2020, 2021, 2022. The team just wasn't great. We just never saw flashes of this at all. No flashes of this at all. And now we have an actual flash, something that can be like, whoa, okay. Let's look at all the storylines in between. You have uh, Jesus Sanchez who's greatly improved his approach, his swinging like everything. I think he's 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 impressed me this so far this season with the way he's been approaching himself, like his approach at the plate. It's um, been Lusar- though. Yeah, uh, yeah, but still, yeah. it's better than it's been before. Yeah, uh, Jesus Lozardo, like Mel got him right. We just we need Mel to fix him. He fixed him. He's great. He's fantastic. I love the man. So there's another storyline that's, that's great. Uh, no, we're not bringing back Samson. No way. Uh-uh. Get that man out of here. Man, have you seen the stories that man tells you? Oh, man. I will oh, go off. I will go off. I Mike, tweet it every single time. terrible time I see take. Something. Anyways. Anyways. Lusardo. Great. Uh, Jazz changing his batting stance. Mm-hmm. At this point in a the little, season. A little
0: squat to it. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. And it clicking and working. Right. So that gives some optimism for next season. Like, hey, Jazz, if you could just like stay healthy, maybe listen to Mookie Betts and and like not go 110 percent, just kind of, you know, peel it back just a tiny bit. So there's there's another storyline right there. Um, Tanner Scott in his spots. Right. He might be a great setup man, might be the setup man the Marlins need. I mean, we found him right. Mm -hmm. That could be a thing right there. Yeah, seventh, eighth, whatever you can. Those two guys, Braxton yeah. Garrett, great story this season. People weren't expecting that this kind of season from him. He pitches no. great, so there's a lot of great storylines to this season, along with Luis Arias and the trade for Josh Bell and Jake Berger. I mean, when was the last time a Marlins trade worked out so well? Like, that? Well, okay, but, like but you know Sterling what? Marte.
0: Well, that, that's what I was going to c- bring up next. It's very rare that you get – you look, I understand Dave Robertson. I'm not going to even talk yeah. about him. But we or basically acquired three players during the trade deadline. Berger, Bell, and Jazz because Jazz finally came back yeah. after the break. Yeah. And all three have panned out. So to go from 14 games over 500, you, you acquire these three players that we all say they worked out. And then you end up managing to blow that 14 game lead anyway, or the, four, the 14 games you over 500. It's like, how the hell does that happen? Because you figure before th- before everything plays out, we're 14 games over 500. We're going to get Jazz back, and we're going to acquire Bell and Burger, and all three of them are going to play very well. You're like,
2: oh, awesome. There's And then everything went to shit. There's um, another. I was on Baseball Savant last night just trying to, figure out like okay how the marlins doing through this streak and everything like that and you know they have the third most amount of hits in the national league
1: it doesn't seem like they
2: do yeah but they also have scored the least amount of runs in the national Mm -hmm. league and they're bottom 10 in the league so really the marlins are just missing a clutch gene throughout Mm -hmm. the season now they've won a lot of one-run games because of had lack of clutch genes. They they could have had some more blowouts this season. I'm not saying they're going to be the Braves. They're not going to be that. But they 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 got hold at bat in the wrong time in August. But now they're yeah. they're starting to figure something out. And I'm hoping that the hitters, even if like the pitching is okay, we lost Sandy, we lost Jorge Soler, but maybe maybe these guys can. Kind of rally and, and find a way to, to to pull it off, pull off a miracle. It really, really would be that the Marlins do make the playoffs given the odds, given all of these challenges. That would be a miracle.
0: Brighton, 14 games over 500. We get Bell, we get Berger. They play well. Jazz is playing well. We still managed to blow that 14 game over 500 lead. Is it a failure yeah. if we don't make the playoffs?
1: No, no absolutely not. Um, And, you know, we, we talk about the in, innings limit that we're putting on our pitchers, but what we're really doing this season, and let's say we don't make the playoffs, but what we've done is we've taken two mediocre starters who really haven't pitched a whole lot in their careers, and we've stretched them out and improved them. So we've gone from having just Sandy that we could really rely on to now we're going into next season. With three locks in our rotation. Guys who next year we're not going to have to limit. And then we're going to let Yuri. obviously Yuri, same kind of thing. He's stretched out a little bit more. He's not going to be on a short leash. We're not going to be talking about shutting him down next season. He's ready to go on spot number four. And then you're going to have guys like Max Meyer, um, Trevor Rogers, Ed Cabrera. You're going to have these guys – six. Yeah. No, <laughs> that guy's a myth. He's a myth. <laughs> Spazzy spaz. If just for mentioning that somewhere in Greece, Spazzy just like dropped a bottle of wine, <laughs> but no, you're going to have these guys like fighting it out. And God forbid we pick up Quato's option, but you're going to have him fighting it out. And maybe we go out and get somebody in the off season, another starter. And you've got these guys fighting it out with established guys who are ready to go for next season. Plus, You've got controllable bats that you picked up throughout the season that are going into next season. So, in the offseason, instead of having to do a full reblown, like rebuild, like, cause, you know, Garrett Cooper was not going to be the first baseman next year. You know, we really didn't have a third base option because Segura never panned out. We still have a couple of question marks as shortstop and catcher, but we've answered a lot of the questions that are out there. And what we're seeing right now, too, is, Will Xavier Edwards fix our shortstop problem? Is he the guy he's going to get the shot to prove it now? And so we may go into this offseason and say, we just need a catcher and maybe another utility outfielder, or I mean, Jonathan Davis, he's going to be healthy next year. Maybe we don't need that outfielder because he proved to be a very capable backup for jazz. So, I think we're in a great position going into next year, and I don't think you can count this year as a failure when so much of our success in the first half of the season was in one-run games. Like, we had that stretch where we were 12-0, and and I think right now we're 28-13. and So there's those 14 games right there where one-run losses that evened us back out. So, you know, yeah, it it sucks that we couldn't be – second place in the NL East and and firmly holding on to that wild card position. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're not going to beat the Braves. We're not going to have an easy path to the playoffs. This year, next year, year after, it's not going to happen. So I'm happy to be in the fight right now because normally in September, we're reviewing our top prospects and how they fared in the majors.
0: (laughs) I think you're going soft on me. If I go back to the archives, right around the All-Star break, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you said that would have been a, a a failed season if we didn't make 14 games over 500. I think everybody I was probably convinced. did,
1: but <laughs> by the All, don't forget, like we didn't get Bell and Berger at the All-Star break,
2: and yeah, was Jazz after.
1: was not hitting yeah. after the All-Star break. That yeah. was another half like a, month a week or two before after. we got those. Yeah, additions. like a week or two. Yeah, mm-hmm. like two weeks, and then Jazz really hadn't come around until the last. I'd say last month. Yeah. So Jesus, that's true. Yeah. So that's true. Had may you know maybe if we made the moves for Bell and Berger if they were available earlier in the season, yeah, we'd be looking yeah. at a different position. But um, you know, we are where we are, and I'm happy to be here. And you know, let's see what like the a rest. True has. Battered fan. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I've gotten very good at picking out the good pieces in a Marlins season. And, and fortunately this year, there's so much good to talk about. And so a hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. I love so, it. So uh, before we, we go into the predictions of the weekend, uh, I guess we have the historian on and historian. I know you talk about the past because of the history, but looking into 2024, Brighton kind of touched on it. How do you feel about next season? Like no matter what happens this year, how are you feeling about next season?
2: Well, he made a, a bunch of fantastic points about answering a lot yeah. of questions that we had going into this season, right? Mm-hmm. So, and Kim Ang, uh, and just solving some of the problems that we have. Having Jake Berger has been great. Um, he's, man, yeah. that's just a story you just, that's a guy you really want to root for. Yeah. Um, if, you've, if you've heard of his story... His his uh his earlier career with the White Sox, his injuries, his uh, mental health, everything like that, and then coming out, you know, he's got a lovely family, everything like that, and now he's in Miami, and we just love him. He's the Burger King, you know. We got Josh Bell coming with Taco Bell now. This is great. <laughs> this is great. I'm hoping like we just open up these restaurants in in, in Lone Depot now. But is there anybody with the last name McDonald?
0: <laughs> but oh, like,
2: is there? Because I would, I think that I would be awesome. I don't know.
0: Effect of going, but get up.
2: But next season, yeah, I, I do feel like this team has shown actual fights. Uh, the fact that they don't lay down and give up in most games, like today, I mean, you know, last whatever, I guess the Dodgers to blow out, fine, fine. But most, most of these games, they just haven't really laid down and 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 let the teams run, you know, bulldoze them over and just not do anything about it. So I do like that they do show some sort of fight. And uh, the pitching staff, I think healthy Sandy next season, a uh, a longer leash for Yuri Perez, Braxton Garrett showing that he can hang, and Jesus Lozardo, fantastic, and we just need one more, right? Who would that be? Trevor Rogers? Do we get a veteran? I'm not sure. And really, yeah, it it really is about – plugging in the holes maybe the offseason they can go out and get somebody
1: somebody that that yeah just a, a catcher a power hitting catcher just sell uh, the farm
2: <laughs> maybe maybe the that they they like you know the jazz experiment was fine and everything in center field but maybe they can find somebody that can play in the outfield and they can just move jazz back into the infield and you know Josh Bell is going to be a big question mark, right? Can we retain that man? Uh,
0: yeah,
2: I thought about like, well, if Bell doesn't go and let's say they find an answer for center field, they might move Arias to first base and have mm-hmm. either Edwards at short and Jazz at second or flip them second. around like that and just do yeah. it like that. That might be that. the option there as well.
0: So, I'd love to see Jazz back in the infield,
2: yeah. I mean, that's what I thought. If Jonathan Davis had stayed healthy, that might have been the actual answer instead of having Joey Wendell out there. Jazz would have been at short. Jazz would have been at short, and you would have had it like that, but unfortunately, that didn't happen. But I I do feel pretty optimistic about next season. We just, can they, can guys get healthy, and can Bruce... uh, Next
0: year, the expectation is playoffs, though, right? Like, this year, it was, we're playing with house money, because nobody expected playoffs. We wanted to fight for a wild card spot, but if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. Next year, I think the expectation is playoffs.
2: Yes
1: yeah. or no? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fight for it has to be at this yeah. point.
2: You're not going to. You're not trying to scrape by with a third wild card spot. You're trying to gain that first mm-hmm. one or try and win the division, which is going to be and, really hard, but still. Hundred
0: yeah. percent. And um, just case anybody was wondering uh mickey mcdonald is the only mlb player with the last name mcdonald <laughs> he is currently in triple affiliate of the oakland a's he's left fielder and uh, i think that uh kim should really look into acquiring him so uh it could be that, that backup offensive line uh, offensive line offensive outfielder outfielder, outfielder. <laughs> jesus I, I, football started today i apologize yeah. all right anyway so we got a weekend series against Philly, and then we have a four-game stretch against the Milwaukee Brewers. How do you see the next seven games panning out? Uh, let's start with uh, Francisco.
2: Man, the Phillies scare me, man. That team is not afraid to face anybody at all. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to face the Braves because they took them down last season. And I mean, and we're we're playing in Philly. That place is just wild yeah. and crazy. I I think the Marlins would be lucky to get one game out of Philly. Um, just that that's how I feel about that series against Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee. I mean, that's yeah, that's going to be interesting. I really, um, it's uh, that one's a really tough one to to kind of gauge, given that they haven't played them this season. But uh, Milwaukee at home, that's going to be a bit rough. So I, I think maybe they can get. This is hard, man.
0: Well, we see Yuri's, how feel, uh, Yuri's pitching uh, tomorrow, okay. and then we have Cueto on Saturday, and we don't know yet who's on Sunday. It might be a bullpen day, and if puck comes in bridge, in the fourth though. or fifth inning, forget about it. <laughs> so, and then we got Brex going. I guess first game against the, the Brewers, first or second game. You know who
1: we'll probably see again Cabrera. in the last game against the Phillies is probably Cabrera because he only went yeah. four innings last night. So I, I'm sure he, he'll probably slot into Sandy's spot. So Cabrera I'll say one in there.
2: Philly, and we'll get a split in Milwaukee. The Brewers have Three been 5-5 five and five in their last 10, so they're kind of just middling as the Cubs are catching up to them. So we might Three be able four. to catch them. It, uh, it, yeah, I'll, I'll say – Yeah, three and four, but hopefully we're catching the Brewers on a very, very big cold spell.
1: Brian? Uh, I'm going to go a little more optimistic. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go four and three. I think we can take two out of the Phillies. I think the Friday game, uh, Friday and Saturday games, honestly, Cueto has not been terrible. Um, so I think we can probably take those games. We'll drop one against the Phillies for sure, but um, I think we can. I think we can split the Brewers series at the very least and take two uh, two there. Um, but
0: you know what the thing I, about I, Quato is? I think he's gotten so much run support that we don't realize how bad he's been. If it would have <laughs> been like we don't get any run support, we're like, man, this guy's killing us. But we put up like eleven runs when he's batting, he gives up four or five, and we're like, ah, we won. Yeah.
1: But- Just need him to eat innings. Yeah. <laughs> Stop eating the goats and eat the innings. Yeah. That's what we need him to do. But, you know, Cueto too, like, I, I think one thing that if we're going to say something positive about Cueto is he's bringing like that veteran experience to this run in that we don't necessarily have. Like he's been in the playoffs before he's been in tight races before. Like, you know, I, I'm hoping he kind of steps up and, and we have some good outings from him, but um, you know, I'll, Back to these two series, I think it's four and three. I think we can, do, I think we can do that. And you know that to me, four and three in those two, the last big road trip of the year, that's pretty damn good. I'll take it.
0: I um up until last week, I think I would have gone with Brighton, but I feel I feel so down about the way <laughs> August went that I'm going to side with Francisco. Which I even I still think that that's even a, a positive outcome, though. Three and four with four against Milwaukee and Philly. I mean, those are two good teams. At uh, three and four, puts us at seventy-five and seventy-two. I still think that we'd be we'd be in go- a good shape to, to keep trucking along in this playoff push. So uh, I'm gonna go three and four. Uh, hopefully, we can get that split with Milwaukee. I don't see us winning that series against Philly in Philly. Hopefully, you're right, Brenton, but I just don't see it. But regardless, I think that by the time next week comes around, whether it be three and four, four and three, we're still talking about. <laughs> the math that goes into how we're going to make it uh, to the playoffs. So, uh, Brandon, the most positive Marlin fan I have ever seen in my life. Join the dark side, bro.
1: Listen, man, I have watched all of these players that have played through this Marlin system for so many years in the minor leagues, that I know what they can do. And and I'm very hopeful that when you plug in a guy like Edwards, Dane Meyer into this lineup, especially for this 16 game stretch, I, I think they can bring some, some, added life support to this lineup. And I think we'll be all right. I would like I to think, see Johnston come up too, though.
0: Look, if, if Monterey to get to the call next year,
1: Brighton's living he on, on.
2: Some, sad, some good things <laughs> happening in the minors. Jupiter finally made the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Know. The so. last time they did it, it was Yelich, Jose Fernandez and JT rail Muto. And somebody else was on that team. Uh, so holds yeah. well for the future. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, any final thoughts, uh,
2: historian? I mean, as far as the, the the past week and the the week ahead, look, I, great. They they got on they got on a good winning streak. That was great. We needed that. That was sorely badly needed. And for the future, I mean, luckily, once again, the teams hanging around that third wild card spot, all of them are. Ebb's and flows out of consistency, right there. So teams are getting hot, teams are getting cold, teams are kind of hanging around. So I think it bodes well for the Marlins, three and four or four and three. They should be hanging around that third wild card spot, either in it or at least you know one or two games back. That's the whole, Brian. Final thoughts
1: listen, it's time to go streaking, whether it's a win streak, a hitting streak, a scoreless streak from a pitcher. It's time to go streaking in this next week. So hopefully next week we've got some good stuff to talk about. Um, you know, I think uh, I think I, we've heard from the Greek league that Spaz may be back. Um, they didn't want him. They didn't want to sign him permanently. And Cali uh, will be back hopefully. And, hey, Got it on. Hopefully, I'm gonna get that new one. That that for the next dark week. one, you gotta get that one. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah. That one's pretty sick. Hey, the shrimp liked my tweet, so hopefully they're expediting that order cool. if they want to see it on next week's show. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Hopefully.
0: Uh just a quick prediction. Who do you think is gonna ball out the next week?
2: Ooh, that's a great question. Well, Jazz is on a pretty good hot streak right now. I, I like so I like, is burger. I, I, I say, I mean. I've tweeted this out. The fish go as far as jazz goes. We need him to be good. We need that superstar feeling. That that just but isn't just Arise the way a superstar? Way that he... No. But the flashiness, jazz, is, is jazz the jazz superstar
1: swag.
0: No. He doesn't have the superstar
1: jazz swag. Jazz is, is like one of the faces of this league. Like, so be the
2: show. <laughs> yeah. We need okay, that. I see guy. what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Arise and, may be our superstar. But Jazz is the league superstar on our team. I
2: get you. I get you. I get you. He's a spark, man. He's a spark. He is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: All right. Well, I wore it for you, real fans. I told you I would (sighs) last episode.
0: All right. If uh, you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please give us five stars, leave a review, a comment, and share this info with any other Marlins fan. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. We appreciate you taking the time. Please like, and subscribe. And if you are part of the chat, as always, you guys are the best part of the show. We appreciate you jumping on, tuning in, being part of the show and optimistic outlook. Next week, we'll get back on here for episodes 24 and we'll be talking about what we have to do mathematically to, to make the wild card right i still think we're going to be in it by then three four four and three hopefully it's nothing worse than that maybe better because who saw five and one over the last week nobody at least i didn't so (laughs) all right well thank you guys for listening and until the next one have a good one peace